very much like a mentor in a sense that he kind of showed me that teaching dance was very much a career, but then also that, you know, there was a demand for it out in Arizona. So I can easily say that my first two years of teaching dance within the studio aspect, I was pretty awful. And and I can't really sugarcoat it at all. I was <laughs> I was not as aware about teaching or even just kind of understanding what I knew for the first two years. It was more so I was kind of emulating all the teachers that I saw and and other successful teachers and things like that. And it was very trial by fire. And yeah, it, it definitely wasn't my best work, but it did lay the foundation for everything that I had learned from then up to everything that I do know now. With that being said, I kind of want to jump in just to some topics to help create conversation and hopefully perchance add value to anyone that's listening to this. And what I wanted to talk about today was things that I'd wish I'd learned before I became an instructor. So... I have a list written here. I'm just going to go down and kind of briefly talk about things that I wish I'd known before I became a hip-hop teacher. And hopefully anyone listening to this that either is a teacher or is a newly, you know, a newly teacher can hear this and identify with it or perhaps even use it as a, as a tool to be able to gauge what things you should know getting into teaching. All right, so here's the top of the list. Number one is being a dance teacher is less about the dance and more about the teaching. Now, as a person coming in as a, as a dancer, battler, performer, when I was brought into the studio to teach, I, I kind of taught with the assumption that, oh, everyone knows how to dance, so now I can just teach them different ways of how to utilize knowledge that they probably already have. And I was gravely mistaken. Um one thing that I learned is that I can't assume that everyone has the exact same knowledge as me, as well as I can't assume that, you know, that everyone knows. And as a teacher, I I feel like the more that I understood that, the more I was empathetic towards my students and the more I was actually able to communicate with them and understand. So, you know, being a a hip hop dance teacher, like I would say, honestly, I probably tap into about, I would say, 40% of my actual hip hop dance or urban dance knowledge and spend more time finding different ways to explain that to someone who has never danced before. And I definitely find that it can be challenging. And in all honesty, like that kind of challenge is something you kind of need to be built for or have the appreciation for if you're going to get through it because it's tough. And, and, and I'm sure that a lot of teachers can definitely relate to it being tough. It's it's very difficult to explain to someone how to go, you know, how to dance with emotion and how to dance with rawness if, you know, they don't really understand the concepts of that or they've never seen it. You know, because these kinds of things were things that we learned, you know, in the ciphers, in in different places that 
were they kind of forced us to to bring it out of us like for instance if you're you know you're you're going against someone in, in a cipher in a battle and you're having to really face off with them you know your emotions are very real and when you dance sometimes pulling from those emotions tend to bring out you know better execution or just tend to bring out something that's just you know you didn't realize what was in you so approaching it from a culture side we kind of understood you know the feeling and the rawness of things but when you try to translate that to someone who's never experienced that it definitely flies over their head so being a dancer and trying to teach definitely there was a lot of pushback because it's you know because they don't necessarily have the same context that you do so explaining things and trying to say things in a way that you understand doesn't necessarily float and next thing on my list is that hip-hop has a different meaning for different markets know yours now one thing that I've learned throughout my experience of traveling within this culture and everything is that hip-hop has very different meanings for for different regions different places and just individually it means a lot of different things for some places it's seen as as like a hobby as a as a pastime just something fun to do and in other places like when I was in Colombia like it was really a way of life it was something that not only you know was treated as a culture from the people that were doing it but was also treated as a culture from the rest of the culture around it so you know when we go to other countries and we see how much hip-hop is respected there and you really see the um just the value of the principles that create hip-hop being celebrated like that it, it definitely shows you know it shows that hip-hop has different values in in different markets and so you know with that being said a lot of teachers tend to work in you know studio type environments and you know we have to understand that that the way that we view hip-hop isn't necessarily going to be the same way that some of our customers may view it and you know we do need to approach what we do with the business acumen of knowing that you know we have to know our market we have to know who are you know who are dancing with or whatnot because you know if we if we step into like a five and six year old class and we try to you know put them on the reel and 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 expose them to something that they may not be exposed to then it's it may be off-putting and it may not be fun for them and a lot of time when people come to take classes or you know take dance classes they just they want to have fun and a good thing about the you know hip hop is that it's predicated on having fun it's predicated on you know self identity and just being able to enjoy what we have but also being able to create from what we have or what we don't have and so understanding that you know hip hop is going to have a different meaning for different people is is super crucial and I think even in the community side of things, understanding that, you know, hip hop is going to have, you know, different histories for different people is, is super crucial. And I mean, that even goes back to if you look at the history of hip hop itself, you know, you'll definitely see 
multiple sides to the story and and you know some people will say certain things while others will say others i know that in the popping community that's definitely the case with you know the dancers from the bay area and the electric boogaloos so you kind of have to approach dance with or at least hip-hop with the understanding that different people are going to have different histories and you know it's up to us to kind of draw the lines together and see what information is out there but also understand how it connects and how it affects us because as i said you know hip-hop is going to mean different things for different people and as an instructor we have to be empathetic towards what you know the people that we're teaching what their understanding is that way we can give them information that will genuinely help them instead of just trying to get them to do something just because we said so and so yeah having that understanding definitely would have been good going into it because I think I would have had more of a backbone just kind of on what my history of hip-hop was and, and really have that confidence when I was starting out next on the list Hip-hop doesn't make sense without context. Now, this is very important because I gradually learned that if the, the, you know, if whoever you're working with just thinks that they're just doing moves just because, there tends to be a disconnect in, you know, in doing the movements, in doing just the, you know, the execution, the personality behind it, like there's a there's a definite disconnect. So for me, I found that I had a lot more success when I could explain kind of like the story behind the moves. And, you know, so me being a breaker, having that background, I, I kind of was able to create context on why certain moves existed. And it's it's a great tool because it allows people to connect with moves not necessarily on like a just the physical level of okay this step feels this way or oh whipping my leg like this feels like that but more so kind of understanding the perspective of the people who invented the movements and kind of seeing how their backstories directly influenced what you know what the what moves came to be so when you explain the story of how you know the windmill was created if you you know you tell a student oh just move your legs like this and just do a windmill or 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 do things like that you know it's very dry cut and I mean unless you are the kind of person that just loves their information raw and straightforward then that may work for you but I tend to find that not a lot of people are are built that way and and that's okay you know we all we all learn different ways so for myself i found that i was having a lot of success with creating enthusiasm towards learning these movements when i could tell the story behind it and as you guys know with the windmill crazy legs was trying to do a um a baby freeze or i apologize the chair freeze and was passing through it into a backspin and then would try to do it again and originally it was called the the continuous backspin and then gradually became the windmill and so on and so forth now i was very fortunate to be able to get this knowledge from you know just the knowledge is out there i know that uh b-boy focus talks about it in in his 
video blog, video log, vlog. He talks about it and, and definitely huge shout out to him because he's one of the few people in the scene that sees how, you know, there is a lack of knowledge and that lack of knowledge is causing a lot of misunderstanding and doing something about it. And in, in all honesties, I'm definitely inspired by, you know, his drive and his goal to to help provide information to people so that everyone has an understanding and essentially solve a problem of, you know, hip hop feeling misunderstood by the rest of the world. So, you know, big, big kudos to him because, you know, he's doing something good for the community. But back to what I was talking about, creating context behind movements, definitely if I'd known that from the beginning, I, I I think I probably would have analyzed a lot more of my moves and I would have learned the history of a lot of the steps earlier on instead of, you know, waiting until I kind of, you know, fell on my face as a teacher in my earlier years to be able to say, okay, I need to build my foundation. And so, yeah, understanding the context of why moves are done and just kind of being able to create a picture with the history of movements like you know creating a history with locking and then being able to show videos like the soul train awards and things like that you know it it creates that context and so your students have more of an understanding of the feeling and, and and the character behind the move so when you give them you know certain moves that are specific to that style they understand like okay this move is done like this but whenever they do it in the ciphers or they do it in a performance it has this sort of feel so they understand the moves not necessarily as a um, rule that oh it needs to be like this but more so of a guideline and a way to help express how they feel and how they interpret the movements and the last thing on my list is have a plan and I I'm sure a lot of educators out there probably knew this from the get but I for myself, I didn't. I just kind of showed up and was like, oh, I'm going to try and teach him this. I'm going to try and teach him this. And I didn't have a plan. And I found that those days were super, super stressful just because it was a lot of on my feet thinking. And once I discovered, you know, what planning could do, it definitely changed the trajectory of my teaching. And, and it definitely gave it a lot of direction. And in the beginning parts of my of my teaching career, that was one of the key things that I felt really, you know, I, I didn't have an understanding of. And the, the failures that I saw from it definitely forced me to open my eyes to see what was working. Now, it would have been nice to have a mentor tell me, hey, you need to make sure you have a plan when you go into class and know you know know who you're teaching like if you're teaching older kids you need to make sure that you're constantly challenging them and engaging them if you're teaching adults then you know you need to make sure that they're getting whatever you're saying and if you're teaching kids then you need to make sure that the that they're entertained while they're still learning you know so edutainment as they call that but you know you have to have a plan and it's it's weird because as a freestyler, as a battler, I had these plans. You know, I, I'd done things like this already to where I had, you know, 
a game plan for when I went to a battle. I'd never show up just to a battle and be like, all right, I'm going to just step in here and just see how it goes. And, I mean, some people can do that. My hats are off to them because, yeah, I I do not have that talent to be able to just show up and be like, yeah, I'm just going to do stuff and whatever happens, happens and expect a, you know, a victory from it. But having a plan, definitely it helped. It helped so much just in an expectation of execution and just kind of, you know, having having a plan. So once I started planning out my classes and kind of building curriculums and things like that to match what I felt was important for my students to learn, I started to see more growth for them. I started to see more engagement for them. But then I also started to see on my end that it it made it easier to do what I wanted to do. So yes, having a plan, totally key. And I wish I had learned that when I had first started teaching. And to wrap everything up on this episode, I wanted to finish with the list of things that I was, I was glad that I learned before I became an instructor. And I feel like These things that I'm going to mention were definitely the backbone of my why, of of the reason why I teach hip-hop and why I am so passionate about it. So the first thing is that I'm glad that I learned that everyone has a place in this culture. And I feel like right now, this is what everyone needs. Everyone needs a place to feel like they belong. And I feel like hip-hop, at least the the community and the culture did such a great job of giving everyone a place from you know the people who connected with the music and you know to the people who like to move a certain way and just if you look at the way that hip hop has evolved and you look at the community it's it's just crazy because at one point the you would go to a battle and you would see your you know your the hip hop heads dressed in like baggy jerseys and things like that and then right across the way you would see you know kids dressed in like goth and punk and wearing makeup and you know wearing fishnets and things like that and they would be in circles exchanging and I remember this particular era like there was definitely a huge divide in you know the fundamentalists and then the I guess the evolutionaries i not sure if that's the politically correct term, but it's the term I'm going to use. And, you know, it definitely opened up the conversation to what is hip-hop and what isn't hip-hop. And that was a beautiful time in 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 the culture. I'm speaking just from the dance side because we got to see just so much exploration, but then we also got to see the respect for the fundamentals and the respect for the the history of what all of this brought across and it definitely showed just a high level of of inclusiveness to everyone no matter what your ethnicity was no matter what your age was no matter what your gender was everyone had a place in this culture and I feel that this is what the world needs right now they need something that they can connect to that allows them to to feel like they can identify themselves and and that's beautiful thing that I I learned from the culture before I became an instructor and I feel like that drove my passion to want to share that to anyone and everyone who is willing to receive it the next thing 
is I'm glad that I knew the history of the culture. I'm glad that I knew that you know adversity is at the foundation of hip hop. That have you know the lack of having and being able to make something from nothing. That story in itself is is you know it's fundamental to success in life is being able to take what you have and make something from it. Like, you know, even from a biblical standpoint, you know, a lot of the miracles that were performed, you know, within the Bible and, you know, I say this just because that's my background and and that's my belief is that, you know, all the miracles that were done were never done with something that wasn't already there. It usually, you know, all the miracles tend to happen with things that were currently there or people who were already there that, you know, were able to be kind of like the the containers for these miracles to happen. It was never that like, oh, something else came and then now, bam, there's the miracle. It's It was always, you know, it was a resource of something that was already there that just kind of got amplified. But yeah. That's the beauty of the history of this culture is that it's filled with so much adversity. But then when you see the triumph of it, from being able to be too poor to have a band play, so what you would do is find a record of a band and loop the drum break, and then all of a sudden people who had something to say could say it over a beat and fast forward, you know, 30 years later and it's a billion dollar industry and and it's just crazy that all of that can come from nothing but it gives you that appreciation of knowing that adversity is a good thing that struggle is foundational to success and I feel like me understanding the history of the culture allowed me to show that to all of my students so that they understand that if they're having a struggle with something or if they're fighting through a struggle, that that's going to ultimately make them grow. Next is the context of why we do what we do. And I think that that ties in with the last thing that I was saying is that, you know, the history of it is why. Because if a kid from Alaska can, you know, experience the whole world, get to travel, get to exchange, get to create and then ultimately be able to share his knowledge for a living is possible then I I feel like it's my responsibility that this culture is given so much to me to give it back and that's the driving purpose of this whole podcast is just to take everything that you know this life and this culture is given to me and, and give it back out of gratitude you know because that's how we help the thing grow that we love is that we give it back and that's the heart and soul of this podcast so I'm going to be reaching out to a lot of the instructors in this valley or in the valley and I'm going to be reaching out to as many instructors or people that have influenced others and, and just getting them to have conversations about the education side of what they do because I feel like as instructors, if we understand our why and we understand how similar our whys are to everyone else that's doing what we do, then it strengthens us. And when we can strengthen the people that directly work 
you know, that learn under us, then what it does is it creates not only a better culture, but a better world. It makes it so that we're all, you know, everyone is growing from each other. And ultimately, we're sped, we're spreading love, positivity, unity, you know, and, and a lot of the founding principles of hip hop. And I mean, lastly, the lessons and opportunities that hip hop can provide are endless from, you know, things that I've mentioned before about being able to travel and, and what I'm able to do with my life right now to being able to create dialogue between people who may have never crossed paths and all of a sudden they share a common interest or love for hip hop and they're able to create a relationship based off of that. I've seen it time and time where you get kids from different backgrounds and they meet up or or better yet, uh, my experience at Hip Hop International. When I entered a circle with a bunch of people from, I believe it was Japan, New Zealand, um, Morocco, and we all were just exchanging and dancing with each other. And the next thing you know, we all were singing Boys to Men and someone pulled out a ukulele and it turned into a karaoke hour. And it, but it was just magical. It was magical, but it also showed me how like through this art that we were doing or this culture that we were dancing in, it showed how much in common that we did have from our music choices to just like the feeling of, of how like music made us feel and, and, and we could exchange that in so many ways and just, again, create community to where we weren't even dancing. We weren't even, you know, doing anything that pertained to like the culture but we were genuinely just enjoying each other and we were being a culture that was just based on the love and I feel like that is such a huge thing to have the opportunity to spread love and share love I think that that's what makes hip-hop such a great great valuable tool all right, I'm going to formally apologize for the noise in the background. Uh, family's having a barbecue right now, and yeah, I'm in here doing a podcast just because I kind of felt it. <laughs> but yeah, all that noise in the background is my family. We're having a barbecue, you know, got to celebrate life when you can. So I definitely <laughs> apologize for the background noise, but I'm still going to put this out because I believe that, you know, the way that things happen and why they happen and how they happen are you know they're they're part of the story and i definitely want this first chapter to be a part of the story so you guys can all see how the podcast evolves you can see how it you know how it grows the changes that happen but ultimately yeah i'm gonna keep everything the way it is because you know this is that's it it is what it is all right everyone i greatly appreciate your time and if you've made it to the end of this podcast like you are a real one and i appreciate you completely so if you like everything that you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast all the information will be available in the show notes and i am super excited to get this on and popping and create conversations that are going to help anyone who is a teacher of hip-hop and ultimately allow us all to effectively teach what we love to do even better. Thank you.